Hey, it's Laura Wasser, host of the Divorce Sucks podcast. I'm Johnny Rains. I oversee content production at the online divorce service It's Over Easy. So I know you heard from Johnny that we are going to be launching a new podcast in 2020. We've got a new name. We've got a new format. We've got a new studio. Lots of exciting stuff only because we were having so much fun with Divorce Sucks. We didn't want to limit ourselves to divorce. Um, And so we are expanding a little bit, but we will have a lot of the same great real life stories, professionals commenting on relationships, and some of your favorite celebrities as usual. And all of that good stuff is coming in February. Stay tuned, everyone. But to tide you over, and as a little holiday gift from us to you, let's listen to some of our favorite interviews from 2019. We've got Anna Ferris, Susan Estrich, Harvey Levin, Kate Hudson, and Khloe Kardashian right here on the Divorce Sucks 2019 Roundup. Kicking things off, we have one of my favorite interviews of 2019 where we spoke with three of the most experienced and talented stylists in the country from the worlds of hair, makeup, and fashion. Johnny Wright, Amy Orsman, and Ann Stedman. The thing we learned in this interview is that no matter what, the end of a relationship can be the beginning of something new. Breakups are dark angels. They are just here to redirect you so you don't waste the rest of your life. I mean, it is really something to embrace and to say that, you know what, this is a place that was just letting me know that I had taken the wrong fork and I'm just going to go ahead and keep on moving the right way. John. I would tell people that pain is necessary mm-hmm. in order to change in life. And although it may feel so, you may be so sad and feel so dark, you know, it's not going to last a long time and time and time is in your corner. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, each day passes, you'll see yourself getting better and better. So just just be patient with yourself. Would you wear short shorts this spring? I will wear very short shorts. Yes, okay. you would. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes, and mm-hmm. yeah. this is your time to really cherish yourself. So you need to pamper yourself and do everything that makes you feel good, even if it's like small walks or, you know, like you really need to hone in and love yourself. How awesome are those guys? I love them. That Amy Orsman is something else. She is my favorite. Amy, Johnny, (laughs) and Anne. All lovely. Next, we had Kate Hudson. Oh, my God. This is pre-her starting a podcast. Her show was about family, parenting, co-parenting, and how to do it successfully when there are lots of different people and personalities involved. And also, Kate shared with us the best advice for how to get over a breakup. I always say to my friends, look, let's, I say like, three days, you can talk about it for three days and then we're done. Stop. Right. And then we're going to move on. I like that. And, and, and I'll remind you. And then if, and then every once in a while, she's like, I just have to talk about it. I have to talk about it. I'm like, okay, fine. Let's <laughs> go talk about it again. We're going to repeat the same things over and over again. But I think it's good to like set time limits on how much you can like wallow. I agree. I love that lady. I really do. Amazing. And her new podcast, Sibling Revelry, yes. um, sounds like it's going to be really good. It is really Can't good. Can't wait to hear you yes. and your brother on it. That would be nice. Yeah. Speaking of next chapters, we are coming out with a next chapters video series. Exciting. And you can get that in January. So we'll tell you more about that later. Um, We also interviewed somebody that I've been in awe of for years, Susan Estrich. Her show was dedicated to next chapters and the start of something fresh and new. Susan is a prolific author. She's a professor at SC Gold School of Law. And in fact, her life is so interesting that I'm not the only person who's in awe of her. Oscar winner Allison Janney portrays her in Lionsgate's new movie Bombshell that's all about her real-life experience representing Fox News kingpin Roger Ailes. 
Susan gave us some advice on comforting a friend post-breakup. You know, I could tell you from now to kingdom come how you should feel. Well, it doesn't matter what I tell you. Everybody knows how they should feel. They should put their kids first. They should put anger in the box. They should be rational. They should be fair. Very hard to do when you're mad as hell. Yes. And sometimes you just need your friends to say, let's have a drink. Unleash it on me. Okay? Rant and rave for the next half hour about how mad you are. And then at the end, let's figure out what you're going to do. There's no question that divorce sucks. But most relationships are fraught with tension at one point or another. I'm Laura Wasser, the divorce attorney, author, and CEO of the online divorce service, It's Over Easy, and this is our podcast. It's my job to shepherd people through what may be one of, if not the most challenging time of their lives. And that's one of the reasons why we are expanding what we cover on this podcast in the bright and shiny new year. You're still in the right place, and the fact that you're listening means that you get it. Breakups happen, and then there's what comes next, which we covered quite a bit of in 2019 when our guests answered the Divorce Sucks interrogatories. And one of our guests who answered the Divorce Sucks interrogatories was Khloe Kardashian. Check it out. All right. So in every episode of Divorce Sucks, we have what we call the interrogatories, which are questions we ask. So are you ready to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I like that answer. Would you ever consider getting married again? Yes. What is your favorite breakup song? Oh, anything by like Sam Smith or Adele. Forget me, I beg, I'll remember you said. Sometimes it lasts in love, but sometimes it hurts instead. Okay. She's getting divorced. I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> well, again, I don't didn't know her, didn't know her husband, but I... Don't, why do we say, oh, I know. I don't she's know. probably it's, fine. I'm sure she's fine. I mean, sadly, maybe I'll have another really good breakup album for myself. Yes, I think you will. But what I'm hearing is that that is definitely the, the stuff that's, that's going the, into this album or went I into it. I do know that as f***ed up and shitty as it all feels while you're going through it, I've learned from my first ex-husband <laughs> that um, it's going to be okay. And like, no matter how hard and everything it is and love... Wait, you're backing into my next question. Oh, my God. What, what would it? you say to cheer up someone going through a breakup? Okay. <laughs> I answered it. That's it. That I really do think that you need to go through your feelings and have them and don't be afraid to have them. But I, Lamar was so hard for me because that was the first time I really had my heart broken and it, I put my all into that marriage. And I think me knowing that I could survive that and like it's going to be okay and life gets better. But I look at life from always a positive aspect. I would rather have experienced those moments that I had of greatness and then it, I had to lose it than never to have experienced that. You ever. know, there's a saying, better what? to have loved and lost than yes. never to have loved at all. That's and exactly the truth. Don't like hide folks. Don't get out hide. There. And life is about love and breaking up. And then you find, you'll find someone again once you heal, but never find someone just because you want to distract right. yourself and that, you're, yeah, and that you're bored because it's never going to be the right person. That will be more destructive to you. Find someone when you really want to receive a great level of love and respect. Do you have, besides your sisters, obviously, do you have good girlfriends? I do. I have great girlfriends. I have, my two best friends are identical twins and I've known them since I've been 15. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Who, who are they? Give Malika and Khadijah. Okay. Um, one is married. One is not. The one that's not is a crazy lunatic with relationships, like, but amazing. She's like just the sweetest, like most loving, like hopeless romantic. And I love it. But she has a boyfriend now 
and she's just like amazing and just she's just so cute. What do you guys all ha- what is between you and the twins and your other girlfriends and then your sisters and mom and everyone? How do you all deal with it when somebody brings home someone that's like, uh-uh? Ah, <sighs> that's a good question. I don't I think we're all really respectful of how like we all just want to be happy and we're all just figuring out life, you know, all of us. Um and yeah, sometimes we make really bad decisions. I think we will give I mean, with the sisters, we definitely will say give our opinions, but we're not going to make someone feel like alienated or right. so have your sisters been harder on Tristan than you have been on Tristan? I think at times, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely the the first cheating scandal right. thing. Oh my god. Well, I had a baby in 48 hours after finding out about that, but my sisters were livid. Yeah, and they, you don't want to cross a Kardashian. No. Or a Jenner. And all of them were not happy. The littles it. get involved too, right? The littles got involved. There was fight. I remember like, because they had to be with, oh, can you imagine <laughs> someone having this whole situation happen? And then I go into labor and we're all stuck in one delivery room and just Tristan. And I'm sure he deserved that really right. awkward moment. Though. Right. He did. So if it wasn't for anything, <laughs> if no one yelled at him, at least there was that. But um, the littles got involved too. And okay, that wasn't part of my interrogatory. No, it's I just okay. threw it in there. Sorry, Johnny, I went off your little script. Um, what rom com romance film could you watch on oh, repeat? I'm a sucker for a J Lo rom com. Mm-hmm. I am. Did you um, see the wedding planner? I did. I love that. I love when the her wedding heel planner. got stuck in the thing and the thing was coming down the street. And he tackles her. I yeah. know. I love J Lo. That and then um Meryl Streep, uh with Alex It's complicated. Yes. Oh, loved. Oh my God. My loved. mom and I have watched it, I think, 900 times. he is so funny in it So too, funny. Isn't he? And she's just so charming. Like, everyone's so cute. And yeah. That's about divorce. I'm getting back together, cheating. That's a good... That is a very good that's one. That's a good one for you. Yes, it is a good one for me. <laughs> I love that, Chloe. And I'll tell you, we will be having another Kardashian <sighs> Whoa. on the show at some point after we launch the new podcast in February. Very so exciting. Listen up, everybody, in 2020. In addition to speaking about breakups on our show, we spoke during 2019 about what people should do if they're going to get together with somebody, move in, get married, have kids. Harvey Levin is somebody who knows quite a bit about relationships, particularly within the 10-mile zone. Which stands for TMZ. TMZ is the popular celebrity news source online and on television that Harvey Levin is the executive producer of and the host of. And he is, without a doubt, the hardest working person in show business with a voracious appetite for the news. He had some great advice for anyone considering a first, second, or third marriage. What everybody should do is come up with a plan on what happens if it doesn't work out. You know, do we want to do we want to pool our assets? Do we want to keep them separate? Let's just let's have an adult discussion going in and love each other and be with each other for as long as we want to be with each other. And then when it doesn't work out, we have a contract. Right. And that contract doesn't have to go necessarily even through the courts a lot of times. And it's not like you're looking at divorce. You're looking at a contract and it's going to be part of a million other cases. But that's how I view marriage anyway. And I know people will say that I'm not romantic or whatever. If you basically the way it is now is that. But the default, if you don't have that contract, is 
Marriage, because marriage is a contract. So if you get married and you don't have a prenuptial agreement, then you're saying, I'm opting for the laws in the state in which we live. If you I, don't don't, think, I don't think people even think that far. I'm trying to make them think of it. I'm trying to. Ha- that's why we have this podcast. People need to understand that when you walk down the aisle, you're entering into a contract. People come to me 10 years into their marriage and say, what do you mean half of everything I earn belongs to him? But they don't understand it because part of it is this ridiculous till death do us part. Yes. So nobody. So it's like, you have, how do you have a contract when you say till death do us part? None of it makes any sense. It's Over Easy is the one-stop total breakup and divorce resource online. But we know sometimes it's not easy. And if you have kids, it's never really over. Some may even decide to stay together and not get divorced at all. And if you and your spouse decide to stay married, what's the secret to a successful relationship? We spoke to Dr. Jen Mann about this. Dr. Jen is one of those people who has made a name for herself as a relationship columnist for In Style magazine. She's also been the host of two huge hit shows on VH1, Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen Mann and Family Therapy with Dr. Jen Mann. She's also in that next chapter masterclass that you were talking about earlier. Yes, so we she can is. see her coming up in January. Absolutely. And we'll have more information for you about that masterclass again when the year begins. One of the things that I don't know, for whatever reason, Johnny, we seem to talk about a lot with Jen was sex. Well, let's talk about sex. Shall we? Or let's just let our listeners listen as As we have sex. No, (laughs) as Jen talks about sex and how to keep that love alive. I also have a column in InStyle magazine called Hump Day with Dr. Jen that's a sex and relationship column that's a advice column. So people send me questions that range from extremely racy, like so racy. My editor uh, a few weeks ago was like, I don't know if we can run this. <laughs> and like I was Playboy like, Forum. <laughs> but I was like, trust me. And, and she then wrote me and was like, this is like everybody's reading this column. This is one of our most read columns ever. Whatever you want, you tell us now. Like, how racy do you want to go? So sometimes it's kind of the more benign kind of relationship stuff. Sometimes it's the very hot and steamy, sexy kind of stuff. I like it. By the way, did you, you know who Esther Perel is, yes? Of course. I've actually worked with Esther before I know her. So she she was in an interview yesterday that ran in the New York Times and I was reading it. And she, like you, and I guess like Dr. Ruth years ago. I've met Dr. Ruth. You guys seem to really believe, as I do, but on a much more civilian kind of a level, that, you know, sex begets sex. Sex is so important in a relationship that exploring and having that kind of physical, intimate communication can be as important as and as a much a part of the kind of communication and therapeutic discussions that that people have. It's actually incredibly important. And sometimes after years and years of marriage, people kind of say, oh, you know, it doesn't matter. He's my husband. She's my wife. But it is the thing that makes your relationship different from being roommates. It's the thing that makes your relationship different from being friends. And it's such an important part of the connection that couples need. And it's very easy to take for granted. She is a wise, wise woman. Absolutely wise and entertaining. And sexy. Yes, so, but that sex, blonde hair. Sex doesn't just beget sex. It also begets children. Oh. If you don't do it the right way. <laughs> or you do it the right way without protection. Right. 
On every episode of Divorce Sucks, we try to educate, entertain, and empower you with insight into all kinds of relationships, including motherhood and fatherhood. And Johnny, when you brought your friend Jackie Siegel, the Queen of Versailles, yes. in to meet me and speak with me, that was a very interesting journey into parenthood. Yeah, she's an amazing woman, an amazing mother, and like it or not, she's not going away, and her story is really a powerful story. I spoke with the mother of eight about her experience parenting her children, and I think the story that you listen to will make every parent in our audience reach for their child and hug them. The family at the center of the unforgettable documentary, The Queen of Versailles, has suffered a tragic loss. Their world shattered when they got the call no parent should ever get. I have the chills right now just reading this. Their 18-year-old daughter, Victoria, had died of a drug overdose. Days after, Jackie found her daughter's diary hidden away in a place only she'd know to look. What happened with us, okay, so this happened four years ago. Four years ago, back then, there was such a stigma about drug abuse and heroin addiction, opioid addiction, that no one was talking about it. And, and when a family member died from an overdose, the report in the newspapers or what they would tell people as though it was natural causes or a heart attack. Well, something caused that heart attack and caused them to stop breathing. The diary is now part of a larger work that has become a best-selling cautionary tale, and it should be required reading for every teenager. To tell us more about it is Victoria's mother, the Queen of Versailles herself. Welcome to Divorce Sucks, Jackie Siegel. Hey, thank you so much, and it's such a pleasure to be on your show. Oh, we're glad to have you. I actually wrote a blog for our website a while ago about co-parenting a teenager. And since I have a teenager and since I have lots of friends and clients going through co-parenting teenagers, your story was particularly interesting and, and heartbreaking to me. When our daughter passed away and because of the fame of the, of the movie The Queen of Versailles back then, it, her death made instant headlines. Well, those headlines went on to then, I think a couple months later, they had a big charity benefit yes. to also uh, you know, educate people about addiction and how that can really, really take hold of teens. Yeah, so. they've been lobbying in Washington, D.C. They are working very hard to get naloxone into all police cars and fire engines across the country. They've also changed a lot of the laws in Florida. It's incredible what they are doing with the loss of their, their eldest daughter. It's too bad it had to take that, but perhaps they can prevent that from happening with somebody else's kids. Yeah, so that's, that's their really mission great. now is to save lives. We live in a world where people bank online, they shop online, and they even date online. Our podcast is a place where nothing is off limits and we explore all kinds of relationships in this modern world. Actress Anna Ferris stopped by and we spoke about this at length. Many people all over this country have become what I like to call the protagonists of their own reality show. It's all about them and what's happening with them and whatever. Don't know if it's good or bad. Just know that's now how we've been kind of taught to see the world is I'm my own Kardashian or my own Vanderpump or my own real housewife. It's me and then everybody that I have a talking this, this son. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So, yes, that absolutely happens, and I think that does cause to a breakdown if somebody's not moving as quickly or as slowly or whatever or isn't as content where they are in their life. In such a self-absorbed world or town or whatever, how do you extend generosity to your partner? And, and appreciation. Yeah, yeah. I tell you how. I'll tell you how. <laughs> 
God. <laughs> a warm towel after a shower. Oh my God, she's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a podcast too. Yeah, uh, Unqualified. Yes. Um, and by the way, you and she, what chemistry you have. Well, we've been through a lot together. It sounded like it in that clip. <laughs> The state of the world is a matter of perspective, I suppose. And next, we heard from one of our favorite authors of the year, Stephen Kane. This Boston-based entrepreneur, investor, and divorced dad wrote the book, Fuck It, Get a Divorce. Hmm. I think he was on the show that had our uh, sort of Beverly Hills High School royalty on, uh, homecoming queen Leslie Paul. And, oh, yes. Of course, and, Ka- and Catherine Gautier. Yes, alumna. alumna and um, real estate agent uh, to the New York posh set. Yes, and this was actually our number one downloaded show this summer. Was it? Yes. Wow. Well, anyway, back to Steve. He spoke about fuck it, get a divorce. I just like saying it so much. (laughs) And the male perspective, which we don't always hear and which is always welcome on Divorce Sucks. Uh, Good news. You can buy the exact same book with what I call the incognito cover. And the incognito cover, it looks like a book called Everyday Meditation and, and Gardening, um, with, a, with a very, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad you think that's amusing. Too. I love um, it so much. And by the way, just so that folks know, it doesn't say f- it, it says F star, star, star it. Okay. So you're not going to, if you don't get the Everyday Meditation and Gardening version, it still isn't going to offend people, but for the fact that it says divorce. On the flip side, I have had many people tell me that they have purchased my book or other divorce books solely for the purpose of being able to leave it around somewhere. They have no intention of getting a divorce, but they want their spouse to know, oh, yes, I, I, I've read this and it's on my nightstand just in case, mother So that, that, that is very funny. Why do dudes find it to be – I feel men will stick in – Sometimes, no matter what, they will just, this is my life. This is the path that's been, you know, laid for me. And I'm going to stay there because my parents were married for 75 years. And I'm going to stay with my wife because that's the right thing to do. And marriage would be a failure. Where does that come from? I think that in generations past, men felt that even where they felt very committed to the family and the, and the marriage, very much even in love with their spouse, deeply, you know, kind of invested in the whole situation that, you know, men felt independent of the family. Right. And I think, right. And so I think that men felt like not that they could have their cake and eat it too, but that they could live their lives on parallel tracks. And that even in a world where the home life and the marriage maybe was less, you know, rewarding or I don't know, warm or stimulating, whatever word you want to use, then than maybe that man ideally had hoped for, you know, that was just some percentage of his time in his life and that maybe it was not even the majority of his time in his life. Maybe, you know, he really identified more with his work and his office than in his profession or whatever it was. And so and so he really felt that, you know, sticking it through you know, sticking through it was less than optimal, certainly, but not a massive uh, downgrade of his life. Right, right. Right. And, and, and I think that that's, you know, changed. Just, I mean, that's, it's a little bit of an overstatement, but that's like if any of us have watched this series, Mad Men, you know, it's kind of like <laughs> that would have been the era where that was the most common way, I would argue, for a man to think. It's, and ever since then, it's become, you know, less and less and less. You know, now I'm not sure that that is even true 
now. I, I want to caveat that by saying I still think that a huge number of people, um, as you, Laura, point out all the time, a huge number of people, you know, suffer under this delusion that there's some kind of stigma associated with divorce, some kind of scarlet letter, you know, that, that, that is, you know, once received can never be, dis, you know, taken off. Or that or their kids are going to be irreparably damaged by this. Oh, we're staying together for the kids. And they don't realize that kids right. seeing parents in the situation that perhaps you and your wife were after you both called it, like, this is not working, but we're going to try to make it work. Yep. Or as Catherine was saying with her husband, I knew them during that time. Kids want to see happy parents, even if the parents are alone, not sustained resentment and disdain, you know, on an everyday basis. No matter which way you slice it, divorce is not easy for anyone, but it can be the beginning of something new. We want to leave you and this 2019 wrap up with clips of Khloe Kardashian and Anna Ferris talking about divorce or breakups and next chapters. Here's Khloe. It does. <laughs> suck. It does. Um, And there's moments that because our personal emotions are still in there. And for me, you know, uh, Tristan and I broke up not too long ago. So it's really raw. Yes. And so those emotions could be heightened at times. But I do everything in my power to not even bring true is one and like a month old. Right. So she's doesn't really know what's happening. But to me, she does know and she feels energy. And I'm a big believer of that. So I do everything in my power to not put I would like just any sort of heavy energy around her. Right. Maybe that sounds a little too like bohemian to some people. No, but... no, I think it's really true. I mean, I saw photos of the birthday party that mm-hmm. was last month and mm-hmm. Tristan was there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's amazing for her. Who knows if they remember their first birthday, but there'll be pictures, and especially I, in this family. There will be pictures. There will so. be, and I didn't do it because I thought she was going to remember this first party. No. And first of all, the party, you know, there's like unicorns and p- things she's like, doesn't even know. I could have got stuffed animals. Right. It was really for me. I just <laughs> wanted a happy, <laughs> heavenly place. But I know that she's going to want to look back at all of her childhood memories like we all do. Me and my sisters, we will sit on the floor looking at our old photo albums, talking. We don't remember. We remember what our parents told us. And we act like we know everything about this photo. Right. And I want to give her the same thing. Totally. And I know her dad is a great person. I know how much he loves her and cares about her. So I want him to be there. And it was, you know, civilized and we did it. (laughs) Now, where, where is he living right now? He lives in Ohio. That's where he uh, plays. That's where he lives. Right. And then he lives in Tor- – he's from Toronto. Okay. And then True and he's I He's Canadian? He's Canadian. Oh, I don't think I knew that about Justin. Yeah. Okay. He's Canadian. Um, I think he's been in Ohio for like seven years. Okay. And then uh, True and I live here in L.A. or Calabasas. And here's Anna. Okay. Here's the thing about divorce and breakups is that – I think that it actually, while it seems like a public failure, that most people are not nearly as judgmental as we think they're going to be. Right. My parents and my family, my loved ones, my friends have all been so supportive when I am terrified to say, like, I I know I made, like, I believed in this and you supported me and now I failed at this. And I'm scared that you will judge me for being a weaker person. But instead, people that and that was that's been the surprising thing about both my divorces. She says as though she was. By the way, I am seeing a pattern here. You are coming to a point, if you don't mind me saying so, in life where you're realizing that some of the judgment is way more self-inflicted. Completely. Because you probably you witness this every day, right? Yeah. And you're like, 
that. I'm. This is my decision. This is what I'm doing. I'm. I'm bringing the market cookies. I'm not going to go to the school, whatever. And I'm getting divorced. The and kindest thing that people have said to me is, "You're really brave." Yes, and as and, you are. And I don't know about that. Take it. Yeah, take Laura, it. I'll That's take right. it. I'll take it. I'll take it all. But that kind of support of like the idea of being in a relationship that had wonderful times and and you know whatever some rocky times or whatever has its place in your life and to be proactive in acknowledging that like it, now it's time for a different stage right and 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 can i still grow at 42 can i still grow yes how tall not much taller just <laughs> Wider. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's going to be a new year, everyone, and we'll be back in 2020 with a new name, a new format, and new guests at iHeartRadio. I'm Laura Wasser. I'm Johnny Rains. Be part of our community by tapping subscribe now. Rate us and let us know what you want 2020 to sound like, and we'll listen because we're incorporating all kinds of new things into the new podcast. Thanks for following us, and let's do it again in 2020. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and Happy New Year to everybody. Talk to you next year.